What's up, everyone? Welcome back to All Good Points. It's your favorite sports podcast that's hosted by me, Ricky Gray Jr. It's time for the biggest stage in sports entertainment, and we're all set to go. The 49ers are going to take on the Chiefs on February 2nd in a matchup that is sure to be exciting. But the real question is who's going to win? Let's take a look at both teams and then make our pick. Remember to rate and review All Good Points on your favorite podcast platform. Follow me on Instagram at All Good Points Podcast and on Twitter at Ricky Gray Jr. Now let's start the show. Now, I'm not entirely certain what genre of music to call that. I would say it's kind of like like trip hop. I think I think that's what I could say. Um, first things first, I need to apologize for not putting out an episode last week. My schedule got a little bit hectic, so I kind of got behind on what I was supposed to do. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to release an episode. But I'm going to make it up to you. At some point, I promise I'll make it up to you. I don't know when and I don't know how. But at some point, I will. Now, we have a very important game to talk about, okay? It's San Francisco versus Kansas City. But we're not going to talk about that yet because, obviously, like I said, I missed a couple of things last week. So, first things first, LSU beat Clemson in the college football title game, and I told you it was going to happen. I told you LSU is the best team in college football. I told you Joe Burrow was the truth. And the fact that there's a chance he gets drafted to the Cincinnati Bengals makes my head hurt. Because now he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks that plays on an absolutely ass football team. That sucks. Here's here's the problem that I have with a lot of these things. So say say you're a very sucky football team, right? Say you're just a, a ass backwards football team. Why do you get to pick the best people? That that just doesn't sound right. The best teams should get to pick the best people. Joe Burrow should end up playing for the Minnesota Vikings. That's just the way that I feel. And it's not wrong. Like I'm not wrong for feeling that way. I just think that out of all the teams for him to go to, he should stay in purple and then go and play in Minnesota just to make me happy. I'll get a Joe Burrow day the first day it comes out. How about that? Could you imagine jersey sales? Just really quick. I don't want to just spend a whole lot of time on this, but could you imagine the jersey sales for Joe Burrow if he ended up playing in Minnesota? It would go through the roof, right? People would be crazy excited. Forget Kirk Cousins' third year. Pay him his money. Let him go home. Get Joe Burrow. Anyways. Honestly, Minnesota shouldn't get Joe Burrow because obviously they need an offensive line before they need a quarterback. I know I'm not crazy. It's not like I don't know what I'm talking about. I get it. Any quarterback that we get would probably suck with the offensive line that we have, but that's neither here nor there. LSU won the college football title game. Uh, I couldn't be happier. That was a that was like a highlight for me, a huge highlight for me. Uh, speaking of divisional games, there's a lot of divisional games that happened, uh, mainly San Francisco versus Minnesota. I'll talk about that really quick. Minnesota kind of came out and did what everybody knows they'll do, which is really what came back to bite them in the ass. When you run the football that much and you your your offense is solely reliant on the run being beneficial and the run game working, the second that it stops and you're forced to pass is really where the problem gets created. And you kind of saw that in this this most recent game with the with the 49ers and the Packers this week where the Packers couldn't really get anything going on offense because the run game was just stifled. And, you know, it's not like the 49ers have a bad passing defense. Overall, the 49ers defense is very, very good. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But 
One of the things that I want to kind of touch on really quick is the fact that there's certain teams that got into the playoffs this year that really need to think about rebuilding their football team, mainly the Minnesota Vikings. When you have, uh, when you, when you've took the time to kind of build this run offense and everyone in the league knows that all you're going to plan to do is run. It's very easy to beat you because the sole purpose becomes stopping the run, right? And when they can dedicate so much time to that and they can dedicate all of their schemes to that, it becomes very easy to beat you, which is what's happened to to the Vikings. Any team that has a pretty good run defense has been able to beat the Vikings pretty easily, you know? And that's not Kirk Cousins' fault. That's not, you know... Uh, necessarily the wide receiver's fault or anything like that it's really solely based on the offensive line so I think that there's a lot of steps that Minnesota needs to do in the offseason which could include losing some people and and building that offensive lineup and actually evolving as a football team because if they continue to stay stagnant like this we're going to see years where yeah maybe they go to the playoffs but they don't necessarily get deep into the playoffs if you know what I'm saying um Another divisional game was the the Packers versus the Seahawks. That was kind of like another game where it was it was a very entertaining NFC divisional game. I kind of thought that Seattle was going to win that one and you know they ended up not being able to, but that's not a huge deal. You know, the Seattle has a lot of time with Russ. There's a lot of time left there. Green Bay just kind of got the better of them in that one mainly because, you know, Green Bay you're playing in Lambeau. That's a hard place to win at. Even if you're as good as the as the Seahawks are, that's a very very hard place to win. Um, in other news, just uh, some quick firings: uh, Kevin Stefanski was picked up by the Cleveland Browns to become the new Cleveland Browns head coach. Uh, that's an issue that I've taken up a thousand times with the NFL: is uh, coaches should not be able to get interviewed while they're preparing and playing or actively in the playoffs. That sh- that really shouldn't be allowed. Um, and then shortly after that, George Edwards, the defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings, decided to say that, you know what, he's not going to be returning to the team either. So Minnesota is going to be looking for an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator over the season or over the offseason. Um, that's insane to me. Honestly, that's insane to me. George Edwards, he's been there for a long time. I think maybe his thing is like maybe Zimmer's um, kind of controlling him a little bit more than uh, than George would like. But at the same time, Zimmer's kind of like this tried-and-true defensive coach. So you think that he'd probably appreciate the things that Zimmer does for him. However, it seems like maybe he wants to go off and do his own thing. I don't think he's going to get a head coaching job, though. The thing is, uh, the, the defensive coaches are kind of few and far between now because there's a lot of good offensive coaches. You've got guys like, you know, Sean McVay or uh, Matt LaFleur or uh, Kyle Shanahan, where it's you've got these offensive mind coaches where they just do a really, really good job developing a strong offense, and they kind of just let somebody else handle the defense. Even like Matt LaFleur and um, Patine over in Green Bay. It's a very, very good defense, and you know LaFleur just lets him handle the defense, and he handles the offense because uh, really now it seems like Scoring is the the absolute utmost importance. It's not playing great defense. It's if I can just outscore you, even if my defense is bad, if I can outscore you, then we're fine. Um, so it is what it is. There's there's the there's a lot of changes going on in the NFL right now, and I think it's a really good thing because we're starting to see a lot more um, evolving. Uh, you're starting to see a lot of high powered offenses and things like that, and I think that's really cool. Uh, truly, I do think that's very very cool. Um, side note, as far as news goes, I, this has nothing to do with the NFL, but I have to mention it. 
Conor McGregor knocked the hell out of Donald Cerrone this weekend, and I loved every second of it. And 40 seconds the fight was over. I have nothing else to say about it um, besides, like, I told you so. Um, But at the end of the day, I think they're both really good fighters. I just think that, you know, Donald is kind of towards the end of his game. And I think that Conor's kind of had this this time off and he's kind of like revamped his style and I think he's ready to come back into it and uh, take the top spot all over again, especially in that 170 class. The Titans defensive coordinator, Dean Peace is uh, retiring. This is his second time retiring. So it should be interesting to see whether or not he returns to the team. Uh, speaking of Tennessee, that was a brutal loss that they had to Kansas City. That was a very, very brutal loss. They lost 35-24. to 24. They just couldn't get the run game going. Uh, Derek, Hen- Derek Henry, I don't, I don't know why I always want to say Derek Henry, but either way, you guys know who the hell I'm talking about. The big guy that runs the football. That's who I'm talking about. Um, Derek Henry had 19 carries, 69 yards, one touchdown. He did really good in the first half. For the most part, he did really good in the first half. Uh, it was the second half where Kansas City kind of came out, and it looked like they schemed for him a lot more. And that's kind of where the decline happened. Uh, Tannehill was able to move the ball downfield fairly well. But the problem was Tennessee's defense could not deal with speedsters like Tariq Hill and, of course, couldn't deal with Patrick Mahomes. Um, That Texas Tech kid is such a hard guy to guard and deal with. So I understand where Tennessee is coming from. I don't think any team that's ever played the Chiefs has been like, yeah, that's an easy team to beat. That's a very hard team to beat. There's a lot of good football players on that team. You got Sammy Watkins, Tariq Hill. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got Travis Kelsey. You've got guys on the opposite side of the ball that know what they're doing. So since there's so many great players on one team, it's very, very hard to deal with them. And uh, towards the end of it there, you know, Tennessee just wasn't really able to deal with the offensive output that Kansas City can provide, especially when Patrick Mahomes gets, I, I'm not going to say upset, I'll say when Patrick Mahomes gets irritated. He's he's like Aaron Rodgers on crack. Aaron Rodgers was good when he was mad, right? And I liked Aaron Rodgers for that. There's a couple of things that I like about Aaron Rodgers. That's one of them. But Patrick Mahomes is just a completely different animal when he is irritated, when he's frustrated about something, or when he feels like he's not producing enough. He's the guy that just puts the whole team on his back and starts handling business. And that's what that's what you drafted. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what the Kansas City Chiefs drafted when they when they picked him up out of Texas Tech. That's exactly what they were looking for. He threw for 294 yards and three touchdowns. He had a running touchdown on his own. He did everything by himself, you know, um, but that's really what you get. And and that year that he sat behind Alex Smith really taught him a lot. It helped him learn how to read defenses and understand the flow of the game and actually control the pace and things like that. Um, Tennessee, though, I just want to spend a, a couple of seconds talking about Tennessee. I don't think that Tennessee should hang their head on the fact that they lost in the AFC championship game. That's something that no one in the league thought they were going to do. This is a team that finished 9-7, and seven, okay? And like I've said a thousand times, in the AFC, 9-7 and seven guarantees you a playoff spot. That's just the way that the AFC is. The NFC kind of looked like that this year, too. But usually, it's very, very tough to get into the playoffs if you're, if you're in the NFC because there's a lot of good football teams. But um, 
the Tennessee Titans got into the playoffs with a nine and seven record. They were an underdog in their game, their game against uh, the Patriots. They were an underdog in their game against the the Ravens, and they traveled to Foxborough, beat the hell out of the Patriots, and then they traveled to Baltimore and beat the hell out of the Ravens. Got to the AFC Championship game and lost there. This is the first time that uh, that Ryan Tannehill has been working with this team. This is the beginning of what the Tennessee Titans are going to look like in the future. So if if they're beginning is the AFC championship game, then they have nowhere to go but up, right? You have to kind of understand that this is an evolving football team. They're going to have more draft picks this year. They'll have more free agency picks up, pickups. They'll be able to build their defense a little bit better because that's there's only a few key pieces that they're missing, and defense is one of them. They need a corner. They need a very, very strong corner and another safety to match up with Kevin Byard. That's, that's really what they need. On the office, offensive side of the ball, They just need to create more opportunities to pass downfield, which means that they need to do a lot better when it comes to pass blocking, which is probably something that they'll work on in the offseason. Also, you're getting Ryan Tannehill in an offseason with these guys as the starting quarterback. Ryan Tannehill is coming back into the 2020 season as the starting quarterback, not the quarterback that's sitting behind Marcus Mariota, right? So since you have that, since you're already building that and you've already gone to the AFC Championship game, you have nowhere to go but up. Considering the fact that Tom Brady might not return to the Patriots, you have to think that the whole AFC is going to switch and turn and 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 like evolve on itself. And now you've got guys like Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes kind of running the show in the AFC. The Titans fit right in there with that. So don't count the Titans don't don't count out the Titans just yet. Because they're gonna do a lot going forward. This is, we haven't seen the last of the Titans in the playoffs. That that much I can tell you. Um, to switch on the opposite side of the ball to over to um, over to the NFC. Uh, Green Bay had a brutal loss to San Francisco. I'll I'll be honest with you. This is this is a hard game for me to not be biased in. And I know that I preach to you guys that I'm a very unbiased person when it comes to the stuff that I do and the things that I write. It's very, very hard for me to be unbiased when, I, when I'm when i trying to cover a Packer game because I try to act like I'm impartial, but I will tell you right now that I wanted the Packers to get the shit kicked out of them. I'm not going to lie to you because I'm not a liar. Uh, in the first half, it was 27-0, and I was laughing my ass off the entire time because I can't stand watching the Packers play football. I like to see the Packers upset. That's just the Minnesota in me, though. Like, you can't be mad at me for being born with that hate inside of me, right? Um, but, yeah, so the the thing that happened here was Green Bay, I don't want to say underestimated because they probably knew how great San Francisco's running offense was, right? Because it's very, very hard to mistake how great that running offense is. However... They didn't do enough to plan for it, right? Green Bay had one of the worst running offenses in the league heading into the game to begin with anyways. I did, however, think that they were going to be a lot closer in contention because I thought that, you know, Aaron would throw the ball a lot sooner, but whatever. Um, An interesting little stat to note, though, is how often how often Aaron Rodgers turned the ball over. He had two interceptions, and I believe it was one fumble. Um, but it was a very uncharacteristic game for Aaron Rodgers. And at the end of it all, he said that he was happy because football is fun again. 
I don't really know how fun it was when you were fumbling the ball and throwing interceptions, but I mean, just me as a fan, I, w- I don't think I'd be happy if my quarterback was like, well, you know, I just, I'm happy that it's fun again. Wait, so funny, fun is throwing interceptions and fumbling the ball and not winning games. Like, wait, I don't, I'm confused as to what fun is. Um, because where I come from, you know, it, if, if you're not winning, it's not fun. Now, I'm, I I do coach and I tell the kids that the most important thing is fun, but they don't need to know that. They don't need to know that the most important thing is not fun. The most important thing is winning. Um, but no, at the end of the day, I think, uh, I think Aaron is maybe coming to the realization that his career might be coming to a close here pretty soon. And I think that's probably why he's doing what he can to enjoy the game that he's playing, which I don't fault him for, but there's a couple of good things that the Packers did, um, especially throughout the year. The The pickups of Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith, those were huge. The pickup of Adrian Amos, that was big. Kevin King had a great year. Jair Alexander had a great year. So their defense is evolving. Their defense is building. It looks great. They've got a good running back in Aaron Jones. Um, so they're building on a lot coming into this next year. Mainly, you know, they're still going to have Devontae Adams, and they'll probably have Aaron for at least, I would say, probably two more years. So they do have a couple more chances to make a deep push into the uh into the playoffs and maybe pick up another Super Bowl. But I don't think that that's sitting at the top of Aaron Rodgers' list right now. I don't think that he's already in the Hall of Fame. Like, I even have to concede to that. I understand that Aaron Rodgers is already in the Hall of Fame. He's going, okay? Um, and even more power to him, to be completely honest, because he he had a great career, or has a great career. He's done a lot of good things. He's got his ring, right? Uh, he's set records. He's broken franchise records for the Packers. So... With all of that lore and that um, that notoriety behind him, he's done really well in Green Bay. And what I what I kind of hope, even though, and this this might upset some of you guys that are you know Vikings fan and uh, fans and hearing a Vikings fan talk about Green Bay like this, but I mean it is what it is. What I do hope though is that Green or um, Aaron Rodgers is doing what he can to pass on what he knows to the quarterbacks that are behind him right now. Now, maybe guys that are behind him right now won't be starting when he departs, but I'm I'm kind of hoping that in the next couple of years, Green Bay starts to draft maybe a quarterback out of college or, you know, bring somebody over that could be somebody that, you know, Aaron Rodgers trains up so they can have a pretty solid replacement when he leaves because you can see that when he's not playing, you know, it just affects the whole flow of the game. They're not really able to get anything going on offense. And I know that they don't want to deal with that for years after he's gone while they try to train another guy. Um, so I'm hoping that he's he's doing what he can to pass on what he knows to, you know, the next generation and so on and so forth. Um, but we need to talk about this Super Bowl game. I've been talking about these these guys that lost for the last 18 minutes. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. Again, guys, I'm just as confused as you are when it comes to what kind of music that is. I don't know, okay? 
I really don't know, especially with the little thing at the end there. I have no idea what that is. But nevertheless, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, so San Francisco versus the Kansas City Chiefs on 2-2 at 3.30 p.m. on Fox. First of all, I just want to say that if you want a ticket, if you want to go to the game, guess what the prices are? $4,342 for their worst seat. Um, so if you have just, you know, an extra $4,400 to throw around, just go ahead and, uh, take yourself to the, take yourself to the Super Bowl. It is in Miami. So enjoy that if you do end up going. Um, but let's talk about the game for real. So we got the San Francisco 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'll tell you right now, according to ESPN's football power index, the, the Kansas City Chiefs have a 64.8% chance of winning this game to San Francisco's 35.2. I feel like that is utterly disrespectful. I've never been more disrespected in my life. Now, first of all, first of all, in a conference that's harder, which is the NFC, because the NFC is much harder than the AFC, let's agree to that now, in a division that is much, much harder Then the AFC West, the NFC West, right? San Francisco is in the NFC West. Kansas City is in the AFC West, where they have to play teams like the Raiders and the Broncos. Oh, my God. They get, here's the thing, they're guaranteed like six wins in that division, okay? Whereas San Francisco has to deal with teams like the Rams and Seattle, okay? So let's just, let's not act like this is even playing field. Anyways. 35.2% chance of winning. I think that's mad disrespectful. And I'll tell you why. The 49ers have the best running offense in the NFL. Jimmy Garoppolo threw for only 77 yards the entire game. With a run offense like that, okay, with a run offense like that, against a defense that allows 98.1 yards per game, that's that are, uh, they average, um, 98.1 yards rushing per game that's that's the Chiefs they average that much per game now I don't I don't imagine that the Chiefs are going to be able to slow down this running game truly it doesn't make any sense the the 49ers are able to run the ball so efficiently that their their average per game is just insane they average 144 yards per game rushing They're second in the league in scoring with 29.9, and they're one of the best teams on the defensive side of the ball with only only allowing 19.4. I'm sorry that this is just getting kind of crazy right now, but it just gets, it, it irks me. It really irks me when I see people take AFC teams like the Chiefs, where it's, you know, solely relying on Patrick Mahomes and, and, you know, his, his crazy wide receiving core, but they're going against one of the strongest defenses in the league. Kansas City had trouble with Minnesota. Kansas City had trouble with Tennessee in the beginning of the game. You're going to tell me if 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 Kansas City repeats the same thing that Green Bay did and they get down by 27 in the first half against San Francisco, do you really think Kansas City can come back from that? And I understand that they came back on Houston, but Houston is not San Francisco. I don't I don't want to be the kind of person that just says this is this is stupid and that's just kind of like the way that the NFL is and so on and so forth because that's just giving the NFL an excuse. They don't deserve an excuse. I think this is just a gross misunderstanding. That's what I'll say. It's a gross misunderstanding that they think that the Chiefs are just like a lock to win this game. 
I know it's it's based off of a couple of things, but still, um, I think that one of the things you'll see is Kansas City having a tough time dealing with Armstead, Bosa, and DeForest Buckner. Those are three guys on that um, on, in that front seven that are very very hard to deal with. They'll also more than likely have D Ford back. They have a great secondary, okay, with uh, with Jimmy Ward in the back and Richard Sherman. They have a great secondary, so. I don't I don't think this is as cut and dry as saying that, you know, they've just got it. That that Kansas City has it. The the reason why they're saying that though is because of Patrick Mahomes, which I understand to a certain extent. I understand that Patrick Mahomes is a very very big draw when it comes to, you know, these kind of games. The thing is, I just think that with Andy Reid's record when it comes to winning Super... I don't think it's... I just don't think it's this one. Mainly because of who they're playing. If they would have went on to play the Packers... Say the Packers somehow beat San Francisco, right? Say the Packers somehow miraculously beat San Francisco. Then I would say, yeah, the Chiefs are pretty much a shoe in to, to win this game. I'd give them a 60% chance of winning the game. But you're not... We're not talking about the Packers. We're talking about the 49ers. And to give them an almost 70% chance of winning the game, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, You guys let me know what you think. Hit me up on on Instagram. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me me know who you think is going to win this game. Uh, That is it for me this week. I will be back next week. We're going to talk about what happened in the game. We'll be able to crown our Super Bowl champion. We'll be talking about what All Good Points has in store for the offseason. But remember to rate and review All Good Points on your favorite podcast platform. Follow me on Instagram at All Good Points Podcast and on Twitter at Ricky Gray Jr. Please look out for my articles that I'll be writing for uh, NUP Solutions and Fansided. Look out for the new podcast that I'm going to be releasing soon called The Nightmare Archives. Uh, just there's a lot of big stuff in the works guys so uh, be patient with me on the late releases and things like that but I will see you next time you guys have a wonderful wonderful week